Hello, my name is Steve, and I am a sinner. Thank you. Some of you have been in worship with us for the last couple weeks, but, but we've started each of our, our series with this way of, my name is Steve, and I am a sinner, and your job as the congregation is to welcome me, say hi, Steve, in a warm and kind manner. So we're going to try that again, hopefully by step like 10 or 11, we really got this. So, hi, I'm Steve, and I'm a sinner. Thank you. Thanks for greeting me. Welcome. I, uh, I say that because, um, you know, it's funny. When we say, I'm a sinner, I think sometimes we don't quite fully grasp what that means. Oftentimes when we talk about sin, we might say that I have sinned. Boys and girls here, you might know what sin is. Your parents certainly know when you've sinned against them, right? When, you're, when you, um, you know, punch your brother and sister and get them all riled up, or when you, when you maybe, um, you know, don't listen to mom and dad when they said, pick up your clothes for the 12th time, um, when maybe uh, spouses, we know what this looks like, sometimes we uh, do things against each other, and that is certainly a part of sin. Right? We've been talking the last uh, couple of times that we've been together about addiction and some of those things, and those can be active things that we sin against God, but I want to talk a little bit tonight about the bigger moment. Because sin isn't just what you do wrong, it's actually who you are. Every part of you is at war with God. Every part of you, every cellular part of your body from the day you were born until now is still fighting against what God would have you do. And you can't, by yourself, fix that. You never can. There are, there are things in this world that, that we can do to maybe change some behaviors, change some outward things. Like boys and girls, you can grow up not punching your brother and sister. That's possible, believe it or not. You can listen to your parents the first time they ask. You can do some of those outward things, but you will never be able to stop yourself from being who you are, a sinner. Some things in our lives we just can't fix. A number of years ago at my last congregation that I served at, uh, I was getting to the point in my life where the hair on the top of my head started to not want to stay up there. Uh, you know, as I got looking in the mirror, there was more and more times where I was brushing my head versus the hair on it. And my wife and I were talking about this and kind of laughing about when were we going to get to the point where I needed to start shaving my head, like just we're done with this. And so she thought to maybe encourage me that she would um, have a little fun at my expense. So one day in my office, at church, I get a phone call from the secretary. Uh, my office was a little bit away from the, the main office. I was, you know, like a door or two down. And because um, youth leaders need to be a door or two down, we're loud. And um, so she calls me on the phone, which was not normal. She said, she's kind of giggling. You, you have a package. I said, I have a package? Why? She goes, no, I really, I need you to come down and get the package. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I get out of my office. I, I walk down. And um, I get to the office, and she is laughing. I mean, uncontrolled, the crying tears 
coming down her face as she hands me this package. Mr. Grothaus, you can show the picture. Oh, wait, I'm going to get back to that. Go, sorry. One more. Keep going. One more for that. Ah, this. <laughs> My wife had decided that it would be hilarious to call Bosley and have them send me an information packet at my workplace. <laughs> For the next 25 minutes or so, everyone in the office had a very good laugh about this moment. And then it happened again two and three months later, because by the way, if you order one of these packets, they keep sending them. <laughs> I was a joy to the office for many, many a months. I'm still a little bitter about that, by the way. <laughs> but I say that to bring this up. There are some things in our lives that no matter how much we want to, no matter how much we try, no matter how much work we do, no matter how much money we might spend, some things are just unavoidable because of who we are. You and I are broken people. We are broken beyond belief. In our, our step one of our series was, you know, I'm a sinner. Step two in our series was only God can make this change. Step three, Tim, if you would go back to step three, you might have to go through the bottom. Oh, there you go. This is our step three, our recovery step three for tonight. I made a spirit-led decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. Step three on our road is, is really about now, I'm a sinner. Only God can really fix that. Only Jesus can really fix that. And tonight, our challenge is, am I ready to give it to him? Am I ready to give who I am to Jesus? Am I ready to have him do something that changes my life? Our gospel lesson tonight was about a woman. A woman who, who, who was in this crowd. Jesus had just done this great teaching and he's walking through this crowd. Disciples are around says Everyone was crowding around him. And this woman... She reaches out and she touches his garment. Because in the text it said she had spent everything. She had tried everything in her life to try to fix it. And she realized none of those things could do it except for Jesus. And so she reached out and she touched it. I want to show you a picture from a church in, this is a, this is a painting in a church in Israel. I never really thought about it this way. I'm not sure this is exactly how it went. But if you could see those feet of those people and, and this woman's hand, this, this broken hand reaching across through people's feet and touching his garment because... Because this woman who was bleeding would never have been allowed to be around people. She was so broken that she, she couldn't be in the presence of others. 
So I imagine her sneaking in in this crowd and, and just touching Jesus. Maybe tonight you're here and your life is broken. Maybe you are struggling with addiction. Maybe you're not. Maybe you have relationships that are, that are beyond repair. Maybe it's a brother, sister, cousin, family member that you aren't speaking to because of some hurt that happened. Maybe you have your own hurt in your life right now that, that you just can't fix. You, you've tried it all. Maybe you are having struggle with substances or you're having struggles with, with things that you're looking at on your computer screen or, or you're having struggles with people at work or, or your spouse. Maybe there's some things in your life right now that just feel like they can't be fixed. And you might be right. Because the reality is, is that we can't always fix everything. There are some things in our life so broken that only God can fix them. And tonight, I want to challenge us in our Lenten journey on our way to the cross that tonight, we in our own self would say, God, I'm ready for you to do it. I'm ready for you to make that change. I'm ready for you to bring healing in my life. I'm ready for you to bring healing in relationship. I'm ready for you to bring healing and restoration and transformation in my life. Lord, I don't just want to have a little bit of change. I don't just want it to get a little bit better, but I want you to transform it. Lord, in my own heart, in my own self, and who I am, this hard, angry man who struggles to always be good, I want you to soften my heart, not just make me a little better, but transform me. That's our call tonight, to let God transform our lives in him. In this service, at the end of our service, Pastor John and I uh, are going to be up front. We are both going to have um, prayer shawls similar to maybe what Jesus, Jesus wore. He and I will wear them um, kind of like so. And if tonight, if you want to, you don't have to, if you want to, you want to come forward and have someone pray over you? If you want to touch the tassels? As a reminder that God can transform your life, please do that. There'll be some music playing after the last song, after the last benediction. If you want to come forward, John and I will both be up here. We'd love to pray over you. We'll, we'll be up here by the rail. You can come up as, as you want as a family, as individuals. Again, you don't have to. Some of you may be really hungry and want to go have soup and pie and yummy things in the gym, and that's okay too. 
Don't feel like you have to come up here. But if you want to, we want to offer you tonight an opportunity to come and do that. And experience his transformation in your life. So will you join me in a moment of prayer? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we know that you can transform our lives. We know, Lord, that, that we, we, are, we are broken. We are sinners in, in need of your grace, and only you can bring change. Tonight, Lord, may we start that process of allowing you to do that, allowing your spirit to lead and guide and work in our lives. May we see your cross and your death and resurrection, the victory that you've given us in that. And may we know of that hope, know of that hope of your resurrection tonight. May we experience that transformation as we give this to you and say, Lord, work in my life, transform my life, that I might see you. In your name we pray. Amen. This time I'd like to invite the kindergarten through second grade to come up and uh, help lead us in a song.